So we're back at the village and uh, having wrapped up our first foray into Castle Ravenloft here and uh, doing a delve and then withdrawing from the delve, having reread some of the stuff related to leaving and then re-entering the depths of a site. I have a feeling that I am going to hold some ill will toward Gertruda for making me escort her back to town, but whatever. So we get back to town an hour before dawn. I'm working my way through a long list of stuff to do, so we're gonna wrap up a few things, starting with delivery of Gertruda to her mother. So let's make this progress move and see if we can't complete that vow. I have eight progress on that vow, so let's see how we do. So the way the move works, when you achieve what you believe to be the fulfillment of your vow, roll the challenge dice and compare it to your progress. Momentum is ignored on this hit, which means that I can't burn momentum to make the challenge go better. Um, on it, in, and that's how it works with most progress moves. Uh, on a strong hit, your quest is complete. Mark experience, if it was a troublesome quest, you get one. If it was dangerous, you get two, etc. On a weak hit, there's more to be done, or you realize the truth of your quest. Envision what you discover, or ask the Oracle if unsure, then mark experience. Basically, it's the experience that you would get from the previous quest, but one less. And then you can swear an iron vow to set things right. And if you do, you add plus one to that swearing of a new iron vow so it's really annoying if you get a weak hit on a troublesome quest because then you did all that work and nothing nothing comes of it which is all right see how we do find gertruda and get her home okay i don't like you gertruda i don't i don't like you you are you have been nothing but a thorn in my side this whole time Okay, 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 okay. I realize the truth of the quest. I am going to, I'm going with something like uh, the Dracula movie uh, with uh, uh, Keanu Reeves in it. Gertrude's been tainted, but she hasn't been turned. Let's say some lesser vampire who's been pretending, pretending to be Strahd to this besotted idiot child and has been toying with her while slowly corrupting her. So I can't let that stand. Obviously, um, I'm as I turn her as I turn her back into her mom and you know see the signs and so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to take my measly one XP because this was a this was at least a uh, what is it um, dangerous quest. I get my one XP <sighs> um, and I swear a vow to fix the girl by finding who or whatever was toying with her in the castle and break their corruptive hold on her so i'm gonna swear an iron vow to do that and that at least goes reasonably well nice so i have a clear picture of what i need to do next and i add two momentum back um, i'm going to make this a formidable quest since i mean just retrieving her was dangerous and this feels like it should be a step up from that so in the meantime the hyperprotective mary is given instructions to keep a damned close eye on her daughter i'm sure nothing's going to go wrong there so then um, quite exhausted, I return to the Chapel of Barovia and make the somewhat riskier attempt to conclude my quest of return the Ameshti, the icon of Ameshti, to the hallowed ground of the chapel of the village of Barovia, which is sort of a halfway point quest for all the stuff that probably needs to happen with the icon of Ameshti that I found in the chapel. All right, nice. This was just a troublesome quest, so I get one more XP, and that brings me to six total, with three of them unspent after I got. Uh, Ismark as a kinsman. So I've got a total of six. I've spent three. Now I know what I'd like to do with that XP. So after setting up both the icon and the holy symbol of Barovia in places of honor in the chapel, that's a pretty holy 
uh, they got some nice reinforcement there at the chapel, which is cool. I return to the icon of Ameshti, take out the flail, get on my knees, and begin a sort of impromptu vigil uh, for all that I am quite worn out and quite tired. I'm trying to forge a bond with this ancestral weapon of the free warden. And I get a 10. I'm telling you now, I get a 10 on my action dice. Are you kidding me? Uh, okay. All right. Now, this isn't technically as annoying as it seems at first because there are three pretty easy responses here. I've got 10 momentum. No, wait, I can't reset. I can't reset the challenge dice. Uh, all right, never mind. I can't, I can't reset the challenge dice because a 10 only resets the challenge dice that are lower than the momentum that I have. 10 is not lower, therefore I can't get rid of that stupid 10. So it doesn't do me any good. Uh, Forge a bond move says, if you make this move after you have successfully fulfilled your vow to their benefit, you can re-roll any dice. I think returning the icon to the chapel counts for that since the two items are linked in some way, which means I could re-roll the 10. Um, I could just swear an iron vow to do something in alignment with the flail's wishes, um, call it the thing's destiny or whatever, and take a bond, take the bond as a result. So my options, I can't, I can't burn momentum, but I could forge, I could uh, re-roll the 10 because I just fulfilled a vow related to this, or I can swear an iron vow to do something in alignment with the flail. Um, and I'm going to go with option three here because I don't need a strong hit. The benefits for that do nothing for me. Because they, um, if I get a strong hit on forging a bond, it, it heals my momentum and my spirit. And they're both maxed out right now, so it doesn't do any good. I don't need a strong hit. I just need a medium hit. So I'll stay with the, with the weak, I'm sorry, weak hit. I'll stay with the weak hit and just do the, the thing that's a consequence. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. <sighs> all right. I'm not burning momentum for a strong hit. Because that only gets me back some of the momentum that I would just spend to get the strong hit. So I start off with a vow sworn, but not exactly sure how to drive the Kashida out of Barovia, um, which is what my vow is going to be, drive the Kashida out of Barovia. Since I don't really know where they are, and I don't know what they're doing, and honestly, I'm still getting my head around the idea that they even exist. Deep breaths. So I've made a, quote, a vow to do this. I've done my little vigil, I'm swearing it. So swearing that vow to the flail and or the, far war the free wardens, that have come before me lets me spend three experience points to pick up a new asset, which is, uh, the asset's called Bladebound. Uh, I think in this case it's Flailbound, but you know, whatever. And here's what that asset looks like. So Flail of the Heavens is the name of the item. Once you mark a bond with a kin blade, a sentient weapon imbued with the spirit of your ancestors. And I'm checking this. I, this is an interesting uh, asset in that it. a lot of the assets default to, there's three options under most of the assets in the first uh, option is the one that's usually automatically checked. In this case, with Bladebound, that's not the case. You can pick which one you want to check. So I'm picking, um, because I think it's fucking creepy and I love it, uh, when you gather information by listening to the whispers of your weapon. Add plus one and take plus one momentum on the hit. Then endure stress, which is awful because it's freaking me out that they're, yeah, the thing is whispering in my mind. I'm a little unclear. <sighs> on the endure stress thing. Like, I guess it hits me for two. Anyway, I think it's neat. I'll figure out how it works later. But in any case, I've made a bond and the weapon is now whispering to me in my mind. I mean, I want this when you enter the fray or draw the circle, which is a dual thing. While wielding this thing, add plus one and take plus one momentum on the hit. That's simple, but 
I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm going with the creepy. I mean, come on. Honestly, I'm really torn about which aspect to take first. But um, yeah, the first one is really useful. The second one is really fun and potentially horrible. So I'm gonna have to go with that one first. Um, I don't think of this as being a spirit in the weapon, but many spirits of past far wardens basically whispering advice and knowledge from the mace and generally just unnerving me and getting in my way so obviously i need to end my vigil slash vow swearing session by trying to get answers from the flail because now i've opened this thing up uh specifically i would like answers about the kashida so i'll drive them out but how do i find them i implore the whispering spirits of the far wardens that seem to surround me and fill the empty spaces of the chapel again in this case i am going to stick with my weak hit also fuck you challenge dice but that's fine. On a weak hit, the information complicates my quest or introduces a new danger. Envision what you discover, ask the oracle if you're not sure, and take plus one momentum. Few knew my mission or my intent, says the heavy accented voice of my friend and mentor, Reinhardt. Someone in the town must have alerted the robed brotherhood. They were waiting for me in the castle. So, the new danger is Kashida agents working in the village. Also, I need to endure stress from hearing the ghostly whispers of my dead pre-warden friends. Awesome. Ah, for crying out loud. Okay. So the consequences of a miss is minus one momentum. Or I can burn eight momentum to get a weak hit that does nothing for me. No thanks. I'm going to take the hit. I'll take the miss, rather. So that's me coming into the village strong. Pretty much maxed out on my numbers, but now I'm down in spirits and down in supply. I'm tired, I feel surrounded by my enemies, and I have to get back to that damned castle. On the upside, I have two new assets. I'm taking a nap. I mumble to Irina and Ismark. Don't let anyone stab me. Then I just collapse in a pew while the priest, looking somewhat bemused, just stares at the lot of us. All right, and that's where we stop. That's where I stopped. Not not quite a year ago, but a long time ago. Um, in my head, this was I wrapped up a little bit more than I thought I had. But this is a this is a good place. Generally speaking, this is a pretty good place to be. So uh, let's review this a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna take a look. Let's take a look at where Brigida is right now. Um, I'm gonna get up my roll twenty here, um, and hopefully we can take a look at kind of where our Brigida is sitting. Now this isn't gonna fit particularly well on the screen here. I'm gonna do a few little modifications and whatnot to make this look a little bit better next time. But for right now, okay, so right now with Brigida, my momentum is at a 10. Um, my stats are as follows. I've got three ticks towards investigate or avenge the missing members of the Free Wardens with the um, threat to that being the Kushida. I've got destroy the Devil Strahd and free Barovia. Clear the Vampiric Taint from Garuda, which is a formidable that I haven't made any progress on yet. And also drive the Kushida out of Barovia, which I did get. It's formidable. Um, I've made a, a little bit of progress on that by uh, forming a bow with the weapon and also getting an answer from um, an answer from Reinhardt about like what to do next and the fact that there's people in the village that I need to work look out about. And I've got a slot open for another quest, which is pretty cool. Um, in under my assets, and this is kind of a this is what I wanted to get in here and talk about. Um, I'm still honor bound. Uh, this is useful mostly when I turn the tide right now. When I turn the tide, envision how the vow gives me strength. And then when you make your move, add plus two instead of plus one. Um, so that's great. It's basically just for turn the tide. I'm solo and I want my, if my fights get crazy, I kind of want to be able to deal with that. Shield bearer, when I face danger using a shield as cover, I add plus one. 
uh, that I already had. I had Ironclad, which I haven't switched up to switching to heavily armored yet. Although I might be doing that when I head back into the into the um, castle. What it lets me do is I'm encumbered, which is not a great condition to have. It's it's like a it's like being wounded or something like that. It's it's just a condition. Uh, if you go in here and look at your summary and go down here to various types of things here, encumbered encumbered is a debility and it does stuff. It messes with some of my moves. So I'm not sure if I want to do that yet, but we'll see. Um, finally, I picked up uh, the new couple new assets. Uh, I've got uh, Ismark as a kindred companion. Uh, I picked him as Shieldkin. So when we clash or battle alongside our companion, or when we face danger against an attack by standing together, add plus one. Okay, which is cool. Uh, basically, he's useful and he's particularly useful to me in a fight. Uh, one of the really common ones with the, the companions is the skilled one. You say what they're good at, and when you make a move outside of combat that falls within their expertise, you get a plus one because they're helping you. Um, that's kind of what I did with Irina on that bonded thing. So kind of I was cheating, but I don't know, cheating. I was just doing it. I was just doing it differently because I think it was cool. Anyway, and I have a bond with him too, so the bonded thing would actually be pretty helpful. Also, finally, I've got the blade bound thing where I'm bound to the flail of the heavens, and I for that one I picked the when you gather information by listening to the whispers of your kin blade, add plus one, and take plus two momentum on the hit, and then endure stress. So that's where I am right now. This is everything I've already done. Everything I do from here out is going to be new stuff. I'm going to be uh, seeing, I need to take stock of where my, where my stuff is at um, and just everything there. Some of this is not quite up to date. Uh, I think I need to take, I've got some spirit and supply that I'm down. Some of this is the character sheet's been updated, so I need to make sure that I'm up to date there. And that is about it. Uh, I'm going, hopefully I will find time to uh, play out some more of this stuff. I usually do this in written format first. So I'll sit down, I get it all, play it out in my head. I'm writing down all my notes and stuff like that. And then I come back and kind of talk about it afterwards and re recount it. Maybe I'll do it live. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, the feedback I've been getting on this particular series I've got over 240 actual plays out there, but the feedback on this one has been particularly great. I just want to thank everybody who's stuck with me while we're going through this thing. Um, the comments that you've made and everything like that's been really, really fun. It's made me want uh, to continue these and keep it going. I'll, I already did. That's why I was doing this in the first place was to kind of uh, get my momentum built up so that I could uh, get rolling on the game again. But man, the interest that everyone's had in this going forward, uh, going through all this has been just awesome and made me even more excited really to get back into it and see what comes next. This is a really big, potentially a really big, long game. And uh, I, I just like how it's turning out. I think there's a lot of little twists that uh, Ironsworn has thrown in there that have made this more than just an Irons, uh, more than just a Ravenloft game. Just a retelling of the of the same old, same old because we've got the, these Kushida in there and the the flail of heavens and the icon of Ameshti and all this stuff. It's just, I love the flavors. I love what's coming in here. So, all right, I've rambled on enough. I will see you for the next session.